Hello, coders. Welcome to episode 156 of the House of Code Well podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about testing and when you shouldn't test. <laughs> Everybody talks about when you should test, as in all the time. But in my opinion, I think there are times in which writing tests for your code does get in the way. And I'll explain all those reasons in just a second. Now, this is a pre-recorded show, as you've probably already guessed. This isn't a live show. However, when I do these pre-recorded shows, I try and do them in one hit uh, rather than uh, doing a lot of cutting and, and uh, jump cuts and stuff throughout the edit. So I don't bother with any of that. I try and do it from start to finish. And I am I've just on, on the rare chance I have a, a couple of minutes uh, free or a couple of minutes. As long as this podcast takes over the lunch hour, I'm going to do that. And I don't know whether this is going to be the same thing going forward or not. You know, I know we've done pre-recorded shows in the last, I think it's the last three episodes have all been pre-recorded. Last uh, two were just out of the fact that I couldn't do the Thursday. And today it's just because, you know, I know that Thursday, Friday, I've got very busy evenings ahead. So I'm, I'm just wanted to try and get this done sort of beforehand and it's there's something nice to being able to relax knowing that this is going out and being published so yeah I don't know whether this is the format going forward yet I'm not too sure I do think there needs to be a bit of live uh nuss live conversations I do miss the comments and the chats so maybe we'll do that again uh, next time or maybe I'll do it so I don't know we do one live show every month or every every fortnight or something like that I don't know haven't decided yet <laughs> anyway let's move on to the change log so last week we talked about mono repos and the, I gave my reasons as to why I have now converted for the most part a large portion of the house to go well platform into a mono repo and it's an experiment, right? So it's one of these things that uh, I'm just playing with. And I thought that I would just give you a little bit of a glimpse as to um, some of the pros and cons that I've already found with the mono repos before we get into the testing stuff. And so, so we. I also mentioned that I want to add a pod, uh, a forum to howtocodewell.net eventually. So this is where when you when you enroll in a course, you have the ability to ask questions on a forum board specifically for that course. Now I'm using uh, or I'm playing with uh, a forum that I'm going to mispronounce, Flarum, Florum, Flarum. It's a it's a Laravel forum uh, in PHP, written in PHP obviously. Uh, it's really good. It's from what I can see, it's really good. I've got this set up uh, at the mo at the minute on the development site, and one of the benefits of using a mono repo in this manner is the fact that the forum is in a container, right? And then the and the how to code well .net is in a container, and I want the forum to be accessed from howtocodewell.net forward slash forum and then forward slash whatever the course name is, right? So it's not a subdomain. It's 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 it looks and feels like it's just a folder within howtocodewell.net, but it's not. It's actually a separate container. So in order for me to do that, what what I've 
done is I've created like a, a proxy, reverse proxy in Nginx uh, using Nginx, which proxies all calls, all requests uh, from forward slash forum to that container, to the forum container, which means that I have essentially put a, a sort of a, uh, a drawbridge, I guess, in between the public requests and the containers behind, which is great. We kind of did something similar to this with the API stuff back in the day when this was all in microservices. Um, I haven't gone down that rabbit hole at all. Like it's, I've just, all I've done the gateway for is just for this, right? So, so it's, it's, it's not as complicated as it was. Now, th this is the having this in a mono repo has helped because the Docker compose file that has all of the services, the forum service and the how to code well.net service, which I'm just calling web server or app. I think, yeah, it's app. So you've got the app service, you've got the database service, and you've got the forum service. And there is a database for the forum as well, right? So you've got two databases and you've got uh, an app, which is the howtocowell.net and the forum. And there's various other services as well uh, around, around. but, you know, let's just focus on, on the forum and, and the app for now. So this is all handled on Docker Compose. Now, we, we have one single Docker Compose file and it is sat at the root level of the project and then and then in the in the project in the, at the root level you've got the forum directory and then you've got the the website directory which should really be called app directory um so yeah having this in a mono repo has helped right because i'm able to have multiple docker files in these folders i can define the contexts and i can create the docker compose uh file all from one thing now, if this wasn't in a mono repo, you would have one repository for the forum and you would have one repository for the app. And then you would have another repository for Docker Compose to bring everything together, which would just be terrible. And then on the readme file, you would say, please check out this to this folder. Please check out that to this folder. Please check out that to this folder. And then run this command um, to, to bring up the containers. That's just a, a lot of friction, a lot of friction. So I'm already seeing this pay off. Now, there is some negatives and well, I wouldn't say negatives, there are concerns, right? So one thing I would love to do with this forum is have the ability that when you log in through the login form of howtocodewell.net, you're automatically logged in to the forum and the forum knows automatically what boards forum boards you are a member of because it knows what courses you've enrolled in that is the i suppose that's the mvp right for this forum and i guess sort of going beyond the mvp i would like to have uh, a use you know when you log in to your dashboard of howtocodewell.net you can see the forum posts that you've created and the replies and the comments and all of that stuff so almost like a little feed if you will Okay, so, uh, okay, let's just put a pin in on that and talk about the login stuff. So, uh, Flourum, Florum, <laughs> the forum, <laughs> has an API. It's written really well, and you can, uh, you can make an API call to create a user and log a user in, right? So, you register and log in. 
And so what I'm trying to do is alter the login form of howtocodewell.net in on the dev side at, at least to allow users to have that ability. So there's um, a couple of steps that need to need to happen. So, you know, you logged in. So now I need to work out what, um, uh, you, you know, what user you are on the forum and then, you know, marry up the, the, the forum boards to your enrolled courses and stuff and uh, flower them. <laughs> I think that's the way to say it. It uses things like grouping groups and tags. So you can tag forums and then you can add people to groups that are related to those tags. Um, so that's working quite smoothly. However, I need to build the code to, to, to actually do that, right? So the groups and the tags, they're great. They work really well. It does mean that I'm going to have a lot of groups and a lot of tags, but whatever. Um, so normally on a forum, you would have like a, a tag of say PHP, right. Or a tag of react, but in this case, it's a tag of the, of the, uh, of the course name. So there's a couple of things that need to be kind of like, you know, synchronized across the board. So we're using, uh, this API and I, I started hacking on it last night, building it last night. And I started building a API client, um, one of the downsides of Flowerum, Florum, whatever it is, is that the API documentation isn't great. The API itself is written really well and it kind of self-documents itself, but there are a couple of cases where you're scratching your head and you're thinking, is this the best? Is, is, this, is this what needs to happen? Um, there isn't like a document that I've seen, there might be floating about on the net. And if you are a dev of Flowerum or if you've used it before and you have a some documentation API docs, then do let me know. I'm kind of looking for like just a swagger or open API documentation. That would be awesome. But anyway, anyway, I digress. So we're building this, uh, this API client or I started it last night, built this API client to allow, uh, users to, to, to register. And then you have to do another API call to then wire up the groups and the tags and whatnot against the user. Fine. And I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. This little piece of code, right, that's all in the Flowerum folder of the uh, howtocodewell.net SRC uh, directory, this is something that perhaps I could give to the community in the, f in the future. It, it doesn't have to be closed source. Like the whole, the mono repo has to be closed source, right? Because it is how the platform of howtocodewell.net, right? It's my baby. But there are parts of that that I wouldn't mind giving to the open, you know, open sourcing, right? And this is the this is the difficulty. This is the hybridness that I was talking about last week, where you have to sort of have parts of the code that is closed and parts of the code that is that could be open. So there's there's two two trails of thought on this one is that i'm only going to be writing the api client to the point in which i need it right so there's a lot of functionality that i'm not going to use uh, initially at least from flarum so there's like likes and and uh, and and other things you know listing groups and listing tags and stuff i don't really need any of that at the at this stage so there's no point in me actually writing the code for the api client um to for that because I'm not going to use it. So there, so there's that. So it might just be closed source. Also, um, there the I can't remember what the second trial of thought is. Um, 
Yes. The second trail of thought is that I'm writing this using PSR 7. Uh, so it does have the ability for people to jump on and, and, and use it, right? Because it's following a given standard. I'm not following like, I don't know, Symfony's HTTP client or the uh, Guzzle or anything like that. It's just, you know, PSR. So I decided to create it as 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 following as good stand as many standards as possible so then it's easier to then update later also i don't want to have dependencies on it like a, a lot of dependencies on it so dependencies of frameworks and stuff because i was thinking why don't i just create a little micro frame or build this using a micro framework you know and then hook into hook into it separate it uh out of the how to code well.net stuff so it becomes a, its own library its own package that i i can inject so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can I can, can kind of see that this this mono repo is going to turn into a hybrid repo, and I think where the line is drawn is when the code the code can be easily packaged up and doesn't um, it's not giving too much away, right? So this API client is a very nice self-contained sort of I guess you would call it a module, right, or a library, a pack, you know, package. So that that that's something that could be given um, or put put open source and uh, used. Trouble is, though, yes, this was the second point. Trouble is, when you do this, is now you're saying that that is a dependency out in the wild, right? That you depend on, and if you're depending on that in two places, right, you've got to make sure that the version numbers are correct on the wherever you're you're requiring it for from. So you don't want to get into this mess where you've got this mono repo and there are certain parts of the mono repo that require the same thing, but at different levels that can get very messy very, very quickly. Um, anyway, we've spoken a lot about mono repos today and today is supposed to be about testing. So let's bring it back to testing, right? So when should you not test your code, right? This is a question that I've asked today, or I, I, I asked myself um, after the stream uh, on Tuesday. So Tuesday the, the 12th, we did the live stream. And that live stream was on YouTube and we were building the proof of concept around the PHP registration course. This is the second course that I'm building. And someone in the chat um, quite rightly piped up and said, where's PHP unit? Where, you know, where are you? what's going on with the tests? You know, you're just throwing code. You were just cutting code. And I, and I thought, you know, after the stream, I, I, I think back on the chats and the comments that we have. And I was like, yeah, actually, where were the tests, man? Um, and I think, I think because it was a proof of concept. So to give you some context, what we're doing is we're, we're building the, the course. And I have no idea the structure of the course, no architectural decisions have formally been made on on this. It's going to have. I do know that there's going to be a profile page, a login page, a registration page, and we decided last on on twelfth that um, we're also going to have the ability to uh, delete the account. So you would so okay. So you would register. Uh, a record would be saved into the database. You would. Uh, log in using the record in the database and then you can update your profile based on the record in the database and then you can delete your account 
Um, so that, that covers the select query, the insert query, the update query, and the delete query. That's why I've done it. And we're, we're not using a framework. We're just building this in pure PHP. We're using PDO and everything's good. But there does need to have some, need to be a, a sort of an architecture, a foundation, if you will, of how the code all hangs together. So the way I've got it so far is that we have a, we've got a, a, a user manager, right? And a, the user manager extends an abstract manager. So a class called abstract manager, which has abstract methods in that every manager should have. And then we have a DB class that does the connection of the database. And then we have um, some sort of abstracted sort of query meth methods. And I can already see, oh, so we've done the select query. We've done the insert query. We've done the update query. Uh, next week, we've got to do the, the delete query. And then that's the querying sort of done in the sort of the proof of concept way. We also have to do, we also have to build in some form of controllers so some way of saying that this page that I'm on is the page that I want. And the, you know, I click this button, it goes to this page and I'm, I'm, I'm some, basically somewhere to put the business logic and somewhere to, to render the code. So in the previous PHP course that I did, the, the logging course that we'll talk about that more in a minute. Um, what I've done is I've 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 sort of combined the view and the controller together. If you're talking in the sort of the crud way, so you've got the HTML and then above that you have PHP open and close tags. This might have to be the way it goes for this course. I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure how I'm going to deal with with that, but essentially in terms of the database calls, at least we are building our a little framework, if you will a little PHP framework. And I'm literally just throwing code to the screen, to the IDE and just seeing what sticks. The thing is when I'm doing this live, and I suppose when I don't do this live, when I'm just making something, right? I find that I have the knowledge of the code or how the code it should be in my head first before it goes on, on the screen. So, I'm constantly trying to get it out of my head as fast as possible because once that idea has gone, has, has come out of my mind, then another idea pops up and another idea pops up. And it's like this conveyor belt. When I'm in the, when I'm in the zone, it's almost like a conveyor belt of code, right? And sometimes I get annoyed because I can't type quick enough for my mind to, you know, come up with, you know, to get to the next idea. Right. And it's, 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 this problem is amplified when I do anything live because there's a lot of things that you have to concentrate on. So the, the code, the idea of what you're going to write next and the chat and everything else and the actual, you know, the live stream, the bit rates and all that. There's a lot to be con to concentrate on. There's a lot of things to juggle when you're doing it live. Now, none of this should be an excuse as, as to why you shouldn't test your work. However, I do think that there are times, especially at the early stages of development, where testing does actually get in the way. 
And I think, I mean, I'm talking from, you know, I'm talking out of experience here. I've been a dev for a long time. And I've done both the whole, you know, no, we must test everything from from the get-go, you know, before we even write a single line of code, there needs to be a test. You know, the pure TDD kind of way. And I, and I don't know whether this is a personality trait. I've got no idea. But it, it, sometimes that just feels like it gets in the way. It's like I have to write the test first, but I haven't actually got the thing down on paper yet. I don't even know. For me, it's a case of looking at the code and, and just seeing if it looks nice. Just feeling if it looks nice, you know? You get a, a feel for it as it goes through, especially when you're doing object-oriented stuff, when you've got things, objects hanging off of each other and you've got different architectural patterns, that you, design patterns that you're throwing together. There is a flow. There is a flow. And I do feel that at some, again, at the early stages at least, that flow gets disrupted when you test things. When And I suppose I haven't... So, so in some cases, I've done pure TDD, right? But more than or not, I, it's not. It's more like I threw this code together uh, to see what sticks. Now it's time to actually put this down into concrete. And at that point, I'm going to actually properly test it. I've done it like that more often than just hitting TDD uh, first because I find that when I'm writing code, I'm thinking about the next line of code. I'm not thinking about the code that I've just put on the paper because that's out of my head now. That's that's just on screen. It's the next line of code and the next line of code and the next line of code. Oh, and that can go into there and we can do this. And and it becomes a, um, it becomes a flow. It almost becomes a little dance on the, on the screen. And I do feel like testing at breaking that up is just going to break the, break up the flow. However, this means that there needs to come a time where you go, right, this, this thing that I've just thrown on the page just to see what it's, how it sticks and how it, how it feels and how it looks. I actually need to commit this now and actually, you know, properly think about this from a refactoring point of view and testing point of view, right? So I need something to prove the architecture that I've thrown together. So there needs to be, so, so, so testing in my opinion is super important. It's, and, and I've always said that, but I think that there is a time in which testing is more important than, you know, when you're just throwing things together. So I find personally, I find that writing code, just throwing code on the screen um, is almost like writing UML diagrams on on a on a whiteboard, right? I'm 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 literally just throwing things at the page just to th see what th sticks, seeing where the program flows to, where it's going, where it shifts, where it turns, right? And then throwing it away, and then or, or and then doing it better, and then sort of that rinse and repeat process. But at some point, there needs to be a time where you draw a line in the sand and go, okay, this now kind of works. So now we need to actually write some tests around this to back this up. And I think that is important. I think it's important to know when that time is. And in in the context of what I'm doing. 
we like i said we got the the the, the delete query to do that's going to be you know that's not going to take long then we need to do the controller stuff uh, i want to get a feel for how that looks and feels already i'm seeing some big places in the in the database side that needs refactoring and i am very i am restricting myself from doing the refactoring now because that's what the tests are going to be right so in my head i know that i want to change some things and change names of methods and move code and and do various bits and pieces um to it to make it you know flow nicer right but because i've got the queries working uh i can not do that and then once i have more of a flavor of how the shape of the rest of the code is going to look like after that i can then go right let's look at this from a tdd point of view and i think what i'm going to do is just create another just another folder and start moving code into this new folder but do it in a tdd kind of way okay so we need this right so we're going to write that okay so we need this right so we're going to write that test okay so we need and then do it like that so we we almost it's it's almost like um it's almost like when you've got a sketch um and you're converting a sketch to a painting right so the sketch you're just throwing it you're just writing it you're drawing it really fast so you know maybe it's something that um uh you know you don't have a lot a lot a, you're you're drawing a building and you don't have a lot of time so you're just throwing shapes together on the page and then once you're happy with it from a, a very raw basic sort of level you can then go home and then when you're at home you can then actually paint it using watercolors or whatever you've got but you do that from that sketchy thing that you've just done that you that you did when you were there when you were drawing the building that's how i see it now a lot of people are going to go oh no 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 you need to test it but you know straight away you know as soon as you write code down there needs to be a test to back that up but like i said this is all very loosey-goosey right now um so i so there we go so in my opinion you don't have to test everything all the time there is a point in which you can change from being super creative to being like super like conformative <laughs> and there's a lot of things that i play with that just don't that, that, that doesn't have any tests right because i'm playing with it i'm experimenting i'm trying things out um you know so i think there is there is there is uh, a point in which tests matter more and tests matter less so there we go right i'm gonna shoot off happy coding everybody and i'll see you on what well, well you'll get this on thursday so i will see you on on the sunday and on sunday we will finish or hopefully finish the php login course uh, that i mentioned earlier and we've got lessons nine and ten to do and so I've already done all the code and stuff. What we're doing is replicate, rebuilding the the stuff based on the documentation and um, making sure that the documentation makes sense. So once nine and 10 are done, I can then record it. Uh, I now have my voice back so I can do that. And then, you know, we'll progress even further with, uh, with, with the howtocowell.net stuff that will come back to our Twitch streams. So at 3 p.m. 
on Sunday on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash how to cope well. We will be working on lessons nine and lessons 10 of the PHP logging course. And then next Tuesday, we'll be working on the on youtube.com forward slash how to cope well. Uh, I will be live and I'll be, do, be doing the, 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 the delete query and looking at how we can shape and model the, the controllers of the PHP registration course. And then after that, it's just a case of like on Twitch, getting back to howtocowell.net. I'll, I'll, I'll demo the forum um, and, you know, hopefully there'll be a, a lot to talk around that and, and do because I haven't done that much on stream um, recently because I've been doing the other things. And we'll just continue the registration course on uh, on the Tuesday show. That is going to, I've got a feeling this is going to be a long one. It's going to be a long course, but that's cool. I'm all up for that. And then in the background, I'll be doing the recording for the, the PHP logging course. That is essentially the shape of the next couple of months. <laughs> so there we go. Happy coding, everybody. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.